0: Welcome to the San Diego Sabers Radio Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. San Diego Sabers is the premier lightsaber combat training group in the San Diego area. On this show, we get together and talk about saber fighting, combat
1: techniques, and a lot of Star Wars geekery. And welcome once again to San Diego Sabers Radio Podcast. I'm producer Andre, and I'm joined with Doug. Yeah, he actually said it this time.
0: Yeah, not not Robert. I mean, not Robert, and still not. Still not Robert.
1: Still but. not Robert, and not no, no uh, creative, creative traumatic pause. Yeah, Although, no, I yeah.
0: I thought about it, but we're just we're, <laughs> it's we're doing a, it so many times by accident. that I think faking it would be yeah, pretty disingenuous.
1: Disingenuous, so. but yeah. it, is, it is a beautiful piece of last last week's podcast, last time's podcast. I think it was
0: probably the the peak, really. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 it was.
1: It, it definitely showed showed a level of our our our, our experience and our candor and our and preparation and preparation. Yes, yes. Um. Tonight it's going to be probably a, not as long as some of our other uh conversations but it's once again keeping with the promise that we are going to record every couple weeks here we are recording
0: you hear Um, our thoughts whether you want them or not yeah and subscribe and you're listening to the podcast yes and
1: and this will probably ramble and wander until we're tired oh yeah uh, or until you know whatever recording device gives up (laughs) yeah okay so the, the 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 big thing that is coming out um that is a club related that I'm really excited about because this is our first real uh, project in phase two. And I know I've hinted at it already is we have a tournament and we have a date. We have a location.
0: Um, Oh my God. It's like the pandemic is almost in the review.
1: Yes. And we are, we are so excited. Um, We are still, you know, finalizing some of the details. Like I think they're, uh, we're going to talk tomorrow night and come up with a real fancy title of what we're calling it. Not just the tournament um but it's the tournament as of now uh <laughs> we have a location it's an in, an indoor location it's not a brewery it is actually a dance studio uh, athletic space so it is going does to be have air par- conditioning i do not know i think it does though excellent and then it has a, a, a space Important outside. For, for where we're at and uh even though we are uh making making some other uh, opportunities it is literally right in the middle of uh, Kearny Mesa, so going getting food if it comes long days available, but what? Sorry, let me go through the details, I'm just rambling right now. Details are November 20th, the, the Saturday before Thanksgiving, um, it's going to be, we're going to have our traditional two levels of uh, combatants, our Sarlacc and our Rancor divisions. Um, Shortly, and hopefully by the time this goes out, because this is going to, by the time this goes out, we'll be just about a month away from the the actual event. Um, All the sign up information and uh, details will be up on the Facebook page and the website. Um, But one of the things, some of the things that we are going to be including is we're going to have a raffle. We got some several people who have some nice uh, Star Wars artwork and other type uh, items that we're going to be raffling off. Um, We are, for those who are San Diego Sabres and Regulars, um, to make it easier on the, on everybody and just to make it a little more family fun, we'll turn it into a potluck. So bring, you know, snacks or what, hand, hand-type food or whatever you want to share with the gang. Um, so there'll be like a table available for, for eatables, edibles. Um, well, not those kind of an edibles. T- that might be dangerous if like, uh, <laughs> I like... An entire bar,
0: yeah. you know, whatever um, you happen to yeah, bring.
1: Whatever you bring, you know, just be willing to share it. Um, there's a couple other things, uh, the details that are still coming together, but... Uh, we're really excited. This is, this is us, um, the new leadership, the, the, I don't want to say improved version of the club, but the, the next level of the club, um, experiencing its first full tournament. We've, we're really having conversations because the whole council is like, but we've never really done this kind of thing before. We've all have experiences doing different events and venue kind of things. Mm -hmm. And we're like, now we're running a tournament. What does that mean? What does that look like?
0: (laughs) Right. Um, and that where's might, the manual for this yes uh, we, um, we we've, we've done our group has done this before uh where's the manual? anyway we
1: we have reached out to a couple of the other SMAF affiliates and they've been really gracious to uh say hey this is how we've done it here's our checklist and mm-hmm. you know and this is the things you should be looking for these things you've prepared for this is the team you, you need to put together so we're really excited
0: this is the level of insurance that you need
1: Oh, this this is a copy of the wave where we're making everybody sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because we are still. Um, oh, here's one thing that um, we are requiring all uh, combatants at least to be fully vaccinated, um, because you will Good. be in close proximity. Um, yeah. And we're going to do the what we kind of have encouraged in in um, in our training times. you be fully vaccinated, or we are wearing a mask while you're hanging out with everybody, or both. Um, so that's going to be the only real change from our our traditional um tournament co- uh, format um, well i some... per-
0: i definitely prefer um vaccinations over abandoning the traditional post-fight hug that yes we always have it in tournaments so yes. be prepared um, for that
1: definitely sweaty sweaty hugs are, are part of mm-hmm. our tradition yes um we we are doing um seating bouts um so that mm. we we thought it it is challenging although we've done our uh, traditionally we just do a single elimination kind of uh tournament mm-hmm. um this time because we've got we're doing it uh, we're scheduling a little bit longer um we are doing elimination are doing uh seating bouts so that everybody who participates gets more than one fight it, oh cool it, yeah it, yeah it's, been, it's kind of been kind of lame especially as being when the participants usually gets out in the first round you get all hyped for a tournament and then your first fight you're done and then you're sitting around for the next three hours because you want to see who wins so we're yeah yeah we're trying to give everybody a little more our combat experience not to mention um it's really nice to fight people that you don't fight regularly mm-hmm. um to, for sure to, to learn your skills and learn new things and so that is something that we're doing that's a little different um because we are are renting the venue we are going to be charging uh the participants a, a entrance fee but that's mm-hmm. um just par for the course now i guess most tournaments yeah, are now doing that's totally we, standard for tournaments yeah we, yeah we we've held out as long as we could um in, in many ways um something i probably can share um and if i'll talk to the, the council tomorrow night but uh and i'll take this out so if you if you don't hear this <laughs> you don't know um we have two of our sabersmiths who are going to uh etch and uh two pipe hilts as the ooh, first place prizes for ooh, both both that's t- tournaments beautiful. um they're, they're going to be empty um pipe hilts because uh depending on it's it depends on what people like and what they need when you get to that level of mm-hmm. uh, installation but they're they decided to uh, come alongside they want to, to show their skills and share their skills with the club um so sloan and jonathan are both taking, on, taking on uh and those will be the, the prizes for the first place positions um and then we're trying to figure out second third place type stuff so. that's awesome so, yeah, so that that that's a next level kind of thing, too, we're doing. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's it for tournaments. Um, although, um, while we're talking about tournaments, and this will probably come up when we do your night interview, because we'll be doing night interviews mm-hmm. eventually, um, just because we're so excited about the tournament mindset right now, name one of your favorite tournament experiences in the Saber cycle of things.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, like right now? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um favorite tournament okay so the one that i most enjoy mm-hmm. uh talking about uh was uh, uh an experience we had up at uh, i think it was our first tournament up at penguins before okay. they were penguins and had another name that shall not be named um i i think it was my it was my uh first tournament or second tournament outside of the other tournament locally that shall not be named. Um, and anyway, uh, so super hyped. We drove all the way up there. We carpooled, had uh, been training for weeks. And uh, it's like 115 degrees up there, <laughs> I know. you know? Uh, and uh, and I think we, that was the time that we showed up at Penguins uh, kind of en masse. Like there were a ton of us. Oh, we all showed out. up basically in uniform. Yeah um with flags and everything like that and totally overwhelmed the poor you know local boys um the local men and women and uh and that was that in itself was a cool experience mm-hmm. and then when the uh we did the pool we did a round of pool bouts and uh and mine went really well i remember mm-hmm. um i didn't know what pool bouts were for like i didn't know what the level of com- you know competition was i i have any idea so just i just not. yeah i just went as hard as i could um through the pool bouts and, and won them all and apparently i was the only one who gave a crap through pool bouts because <laughs> when they set up the brackets um i or i should say when nick set up the brackets mm. um i think i ended up getting a buy for like my first three or four rounds oh, i think it was like three <laughs> rounds uh at least and yeah like and I was the only one there was only ever like one by uh per per round and like every time and and nick seemed so surprised every time it happened (laughs) uh and then by the time like my my slot actually came up in the elimination i was totally cold it was in the middle of the night i was you know i'd been trying to stretch um but was well past it uh had a headache and was just bitchy about it and uh and so i was terrible plus i think i was fighting demi so you know he completely steamrolled (laughs) me um but yeah, like every time I see Nick to this day, I I bring it up. Um, I I just brought it up with the hope that Nick hears this, um, to to you know, let remind him of his failures.
1: Oh, everyone does. It's it's yeah. it's it's a SMAP tradition, as you've got to Yeah, yeah, continue, exactly. Continue so to that bit. wouldn't
0: I wouldn't say that it was my best tournament experience. Mm-hmm. I've had ones that have gone much better and much worse. Um, other good experiences are mm-hmm. when actual Robert. Um, mm-hmm repeatedly kicks my ass in tournaments yeah. uh he's he is my kryptonite um which is actually really rewarding um uh, i'm usually happier when that happens than if i if i were to uh knock him out so yeah it's uh tournaments are a lot of fun and yeah. i think i might actually sign up for this one um yeah. it's been the first time in a long time i'm really excited about about seeing a lot of familiar faces and swinging a lightsaber at him really
1: yeah um obviously i'm not going to be uh participating in this tournament eight because i i currently have a, a suck level of high oh um, i do too i do too um, we're just
0: counting on everyone having that right <laughs>
1: yes and the fact that i'll be running a lot of things behind the scenes to yeah make, that's make true, sure, that's make true. Sure things because we are going to videotape it i don't think we're going to live stream just because that is a variable that we're not positive of. but we're going to record it and then break up each uh fight into little video segments that we will either be posting and or doing a uh review night where we kind of oh
0: nice yeah that'll give us even more material to talk mm-hmm. about right. cool and and like you know well edited content mm-hmm. uh, is so much more satisfying to watch than just a stream. Know, yeah a live stream especially if something like a tournament where there is a decent amount of just milling around so. right Sounds like well, a really good idea.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna get together with Steven in the next week or two and figure out what equipment he has versus what equipment I have and then mm-hmm. see what we can do. Cause I'd love to do um multi-camera kind of things where we it's captured in real time that it makes easier editing it a little easier and cool all that stuff. But that's that's behind the scenes. So I'm not participating, but I will have to say one of my I don't want to say favorite, most memorable uh tournament experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, is so I've been a pad one since 2018 or 2017. Let's
0: see, you know, the last five years have been a big blur for me, so Mm -hmm. yeah,
1: I think I'm 2017 because 2018 I took my division in May the 4th, and then 2019 I lost to nick in that that made the fourth tournament so yeah so the my first real tournament first tournament as a padawan right out of the bat they call up the nick because this is you know back when we just picked a number and you fought the, mm-hmm. the uh, opposing number i picked my number and they called my name and they picked it the, called the other name and it was dennis so literally less than a <laughs> month of being given him as my knight i had to fight to, fight him in a tournament and yeah that didn't that is favor. definitely Absolutely. part of your training yeah oh it was it was a good experience we both laughed mm-hmm. a lot um but it was quick and it was it was uh it was entertaining so that is yeah. one of my, my fondest tournament memories obviously you know like i said winning um my the the, the my, my division the, the following year uh so i could no longer fight with the rookies i have to fight with the big boys <laughs> uh, which good experience so good experience yeah. and I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm when we when we were on track i was you know doing better than i am now because i literally pulled a muscle cutting leather today so i don't think i can fight more than you know 38 seconds without dying
0: <laughs> i feel like i've hurt my back three or four times in the last six months from sitting down mm-hmm. and i don't mean like getting up and sitting down i mean i just sitting here yeah. um i've managed to hurt my back so yeah i, I hear you um so, so
1: it, I'm, I'm 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 excited to watch the tournament because we i i'm really pleased with the direction that the curriculum has been taking I'm Me too I'm yeah. really I'm really excited that um we've really upgraded our our our, our mm-hmm. focus and tournaments is how you test that. Um granted, like I said, we we haven't been as fortunate as some of the other clubs who've been able to practice a little bit more longer during the pandemic um because we have been real cautious. Um it's been a real struggle for us to consistently kind of get in the thick of it. And yeah. in fact, we even canceled practice last week because of rain i mean that's the first time we have right. you know so yeah <laughs> well, thunder yeah. and lightning rain but yeah uh, that was
0: that was a good thunderstorm um so we had an excuse there we weren't just looking for one uh right.
1: yeah so, but i am I'm, I'm really excited to see how, how things are progressing with that um i i like I said i know that i'm not in fighting shape to tournament level but that's fine that's not why I'm i do what i do like, exclusively so yeah.
0: that you're convincing me that or reminding me that I'm also not in tournament shape <laughs> and maybe I should just, you know, sit and commentate and have really crass things to say, even if there's no booth just to oh, know, no, sit we, there on the sidelines and just, you know, we, say hurtful we, things to people.
1: We might include that if, if, if bodies are available to do live commentary, that's, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's, uh, we're not going to make that a mandate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that sounds good.
1: Um, but no, it's, it's up to you. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how some of these, some of our, are are getting fares Because like I said, mm-hmm. we've, we're all in different levels of uh, recovery. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, we are. Uh, and uh, you and I are, are on the, the more seasoned age range of the spectrum. So I understand how um, some of the youngins might have bounced back a little bit better. But, you know,
0: you, <laughs> yeah, I've, you, from what I've seen at it, it, uh, practice. Also, yeah. a lot of other people have actually been practicing, which right. I haven't been doing so much I've, of. N- Um, yeah, I kind of feel like, like we need a, a Snoke, um, level of, uh, division now for people that used to be pretty good, but now just like to sit, um, and, and have a good rest. Uh, those of us that make noises when we get out of chairs, um, we would like our own division. So, and we would also like for Dennis to not be in that division, um, because he, you know, doesn't even own chairs.
1: So, um, well, Here's another piece of uh, information that is phase two, phase three for the club. Because we acknowledge that one night a week is really difficult to get a good training regimen in, Mm -hmm. um, we are looking into also putting together semi-regular meetings of specialized groups. And Dennis Dennis is putting together the old guy group. So I think Uh, (laughs) think we need to... uh, nice you know, we also have uh, the two that i know that have been slated I, I, there might be some mm-hmm. more nuanced ones as they grow um, uh, is there also going to be a women's only training team oh that's cool um, yeah. so that, so they can feel a little le- a little less uh, inhibited um, yeah so, like
0: the the old delta bravos
1: yeah it's, it's gonna we're retaining the name delta bravo for that purpose nice um, nice but this way some of the and make it maybe even a little more schedule friendly for some of the gals who haven't mm-hmm. been able to make it up um, but maybe Good. do that once or twice a month kind of thing to give those who are serious about in, in, improving their skills and their and their technique and their their go-to um, when tuesday is not enough or tuesday is a challenge yeah because i mean part of the reason why dennis and morena and myself and I'll, it's like well if we're taking the lead on tuesday night I means we're not training ourselves so if we can right oh yeah Absolutely. this way we kind of self-feed ourselves too so mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's another piece of information that you've been given if you're that's listening, exciting if you listen yeah. to the podcast you learn things that even the, some of the club doesn't know yet right so you should be listening um so some uh we do have some star wars stuff coming up coming happening mm-hmm. um Star Wars Visions. Uh, I have watched all of them. I know that you said you've only watched. Uh, I've seen the first one. The first one, and which was I, am,
0: yeah, I am fired up for the rest. Um, I am, uh, I am so excited about those. Yeah,
1: I I, I love not them.
0: excited I, enough to watch them apparently, but <laughs> excited enough to talk about them on a podcast.
1: They're they're great because they're only about um anywhere from ten to fifteen minutes long. So mm-hmm. you you know they're real bite size. Um, I I liked them. I, I watched all of them. I I kind of binged them this weekend. Um, I did notice that the, the reoccurring theme was Jedi Ronin. Um, yeah, which is or awesome.
0: or non Jedi Ronin. Yeah, uh, not to spoil or anything, um, but yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so I, I I've I've enjoyed that. I I love the fact that it is once again Star Wars adjacent, mm-hmm. um, but totally takes the themes and the um the ideas to uh, the next level um so i'm 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 i really encourage you as you sit down make some time to watch those i'm going to stop for a second because the dogs are making noise
0: all right so so visions Um, visions
1: um yeah i think
0: the part of it that excites me the most is it's it's like star wars without rules yes um which as a uh original trilogy generation star wars fan Mm -hmm. That's what I'm used to. Star yeah. Wars didn't have rules in the first three movies. Even at the end of the third movie, we didn't know anything about anything. So, yeah. Uh, Sky's the limit and we're finally back to that place. Yes. Uh, and I just I just love it. I love seeing uh boundaries that people don't usually approach being right. just totally ignored. Um the other the uh other Star Wars content, I can the, the closest thing I can I can think of would be like the Tartakovsky Clone Wars. Yes which are is now my you know second or third favorite star wars thing okay um and and uh, i've only seen one vision so i can't really uh call it my favorite but it's it's re- i i have so many hopes for it, uh, it i
1: i I enjoyed all of them there wasn't one any mm-hmm. of them that i you know was like oh that didn't work um yeah i you, once again i agree with you they they they, they it's they didn't limit themselves to stay within a, a you know, well, they wouldn't do that, or this character they're, that they're kind of emulating or this style of character they're emulating mm-hmm. wouldn't do that. No, this is just, this is the world that we're doing this in. This is the story I'm telling. Yeah. And, and it's beautiful. I mean, they, they had all, the, it's stunning. Yeah. All the, I am, some of my li- artwork wise, I'm not story wise, mm-hmm. but artwork wise is obviously some that I like more. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the computer generated stuff. Yeah, you know, are the one that you can tell are very sure, very very you know, mono dimensional computer mm-hmm. animation. Um, uh, the story was still good. The stories were still good. They had a couple of them that kind of leaned into that that kind of style. Um, but that's the only thing that I would be be critical of. Nice, um, and that's just and that's a preference thing. That is, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the first one where you had the you know, the the black and white strong line long line drawings. With oh yeah, limited color, mm-hmm. beautiful. Um,
0: it it really makes the uh, the red pop, oh, yeah. like the lightsabers pop so much with that with that art style. Mm-hmm. Um, and I it, it made me uh, the moment and just just to call out a moment um, mm-hmm. the the parasol lightsaber oh, yeah. uh, that happens in that. I was so excited the moment I saw that I thought anything could happen. Oh, and yeah. I don't mean that in a bad way. I because mean, because the way they set up you could tell that all these articulated details yes. that you could argue that they would work uh, yes. in a, you know with Star Wars physics so i wasn't even thinking about that i was just like oh my god if they're trying that they could try anything oh yeah um and and it didn't let me down oh no Um, and it's such a cool series
1: and and i think it's the second one um whatever but the chibi boba fett slash uh rock band that's all i'm gonna say nice i'm looking forward to with some fun music
0: awesome awesome the uh yeah what what are the names of star wars musicians again i can't remember
1: Oh, the jizz Whalers or
0: oh yeah, yeah that's it that's it okay
1: cool no those, no, this is this is rock these guys rock out nice nice
0: yeah. yeah i haven't heard a lot of rock music so much in star wars
1: and so you know it's you, you when you watch it we'll have to talk about it later but that was one of the ones i enjoyed mm-hmm. um a because i like the art style was great the storyline was great um and it was just i i like i like those little kind of cutesy uh anime rock star, rock pieces um, yeah just kind yeah. of and when the, the lyrics work and it kind of it doesn't take you out of the story because it, it's actually part of the story. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's really cute. And then they've got, you know, they cool. like I said, a lot of the other ones had a lot of you know, wandering Ronin fighter kind of mm-hmm. vibes to it. And they were great. Um let's see what else we have coming up in Star Wars World. We have uh Bookable Fett.
0: Ooh, yeah. In really in excited December. about this.
1: Yes, end of December. Um, just listen to an interviewing of interview with Ming Na and how much of a star wars nerd she is and how she cre- broke down during her uh no kidding she, oh yeah um oh, it was, oh, that makes me happy michael rosenbaum who was lex Luthor on smallville okay has, has a podcast which is also video um called inside of side of you yeah side of you i owe you inside of you yeah um and he interviewed her and she you know she talked about how much of a um star wars fan and she's like she was one of those people, actresses that are like i don't care just put me in and then she got the role of fennec um Aww. and it was really she told the story how got she got the role and it was really pretty, pretty cool um and then i'm gonna probably mess up the story but i don't care i telling it anyway um so she gets the, the script and she's excited about the character you know then she gets to the end and realized she dies you know and she was kind of <laughs> kind of like <laughs> Do I really want to do this? This is my one
0: shot in Star Wars. You don't get two characters,
1: you know, it's kind of,
0: yeah. you know, and then, you know, I mean, unless she, you're, yeah, unless you're a clone in which yeah. case, but who knows,
1: but she's, you know, she was all kinds of excited about it. And um, she went with it, she, you know, went, went to, to town with the costume and, and makeup team to make it a, a very unique character and stuff. Uh, and then when she got to this, the set the first day, She's at the, at the volume and it's literally. She was, I walked up to the set and she, she looked like a, a black box theater with a rock and a little piece of scenery because they haven't <laughs> they, they lit it up. And she was just right. Like,
0: they hadn't turned on the dome yet.
1: Yeah. And so mm-hmm. she was a little bit freaking out, going, What am I doing? What am I doing? Uh, and then they turned it on and she he goes, There's the twin sons of Tatooine. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a kid again. Kid. And she goes, They don't like you taking pictures uh while you're there you know obviously mm. there's reasons mm-hmm. and rules she went to the makeup gal take a picture of me now take a picture of me now i'm never going to get another joke <laughs> and, and i posed my one leg up like luke from from uh Aww. from new hope and you know, she had a moment and she, she and she i knew she goes i nearly broke out in tears so that oh, was cool and then that's awesome and then as the story continues you know and they go she, she, she they kind of joke about it you know she can always come back and she's talking to um not favreau but uh Funny, uh, mm-hmm. apparently he's from uh, from from Pittsburgh just like she is. Oh, and no kidding. Apparently they went to the same high school.
0: What? I she guess it's possible if they went to the same,
1: huh? And so she, they were talking. They made she came buddy buddy, and then eventually she got the script. Going, hey, by the way, we're we'll bringing yeah. you back. <laughs> Nice. She's got in good with the director. Cool. Yeah, that's, I mean, she has a good. I don't think that's the reason why it producer. happened, but but it was like that's awesome. One of those one of those points of contact. Yeah, um, I remember now,
0: see, seeing her, her in the episode and going, "Man, that! I love that people are coming in just dipping in for one episode and then their character can die and whatever." But, yeah. uh, I was really glad to see that she
1: came back. Well, now because now she's done Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. So she's, she's so she's, she's a, been
0: woven into the uh, uh, into the new canon.
1: Yeah, she is. Well, she's the ultimate right now. There's very few that are, would be considered the ultimate uh, Disney legend because uh-huh. she's done Princess with Mulan and the, and the uh-huh. live action Mulan. She's Agent May in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so she's done Marvel. Yep. Now she's done Star Wars. Yep. And then there's, yeah, she's she's got a couple other things too, but those are those. She's, she's <laughs> is not she in that really terrible Street Fighter movie? She was strongly. She actually talked, talked about that in, that in that interview. She was um, cool in it. I'm just, you know. It was uh, just, I mean, a, that,
0: that movie is is classic, I should say. Oh no, it, It's just yes. Kiss
1: Beautiful, because you've got Rob yes, Julia. His final role, which is really sad that it's funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you got Roger, you got Kylie Minogue. you got John, Jean-Claude Vanda.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> you've got the Tuesday joke. Like we talk about how it's Tuesday. I I don't know if that was invented in, in Street Fighter, but that was the fir- certainly the first time I'd ever heard it.
1: But it's yeah, it's that's probably it should be a group watch, dude. Um Oh, that'd be great. Yep. But the, I was thinking about anybody else who's even close. Um, the only one I can think of is Zach Levi. He just needs to do a Star Wars because he was in Tangled. He plays Flan Rider in Tangled. He oh, yes. Yeah. He was wow. uh, one of the the fearsome th- 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 four uh, uh, in Thor. He's actually, you know, DC. Really? Uh, yeah, he, he Which... played uh, he, Swashbuckler. Uh, You're kidding. That's who that guy was? Man, he he, 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 he was in the second movie as that. Oh, okay. they they switched because they switched he, couldn't, he couldn't do the first one because he was doing Chuck, and the guy who did it couldn't do it because he was doing Ever After or Once Upon a Time. Once Time, right? Um, so they switched. So he's he's done Marvel. He's also you know Shazam. So he's done DC. Yeah, he's done DC. So he just needs to do star wars man
0: that's pretty cool yeah he's and he's a huge nerd so he's gotta oh. he's gotta complete the cycle
1: oh and 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 he would yeah he would just lose, lose he's probably
0: stuff. been a stormtrooper already and we don't even know he don't even know yeah he, he uh, knows somebody yeah. that
1: knows somebody. but mm-hmm. no that i that's that's so we we've got book of Boba fett um we'll probably touch on it closer to the actual release date but we were talking before we started recording how this is actually the first time you've been excited about boba fett ever yeah
0: so i've uh, if you've ever heard me on the podcast, I usually throw something trashy about Boba Fett in every episode, um mm-hmm. just because he was—he was the action figure you always wanted, mm-hmm. and he never ever lived up to his premise in any of the movies. And the more we got of Boba Fett, the worse he was. Yes. Um, the more and more and more awful he got, uh, and that's that's including Clone Wars. Every time you see him pop up in a Clone Wars episode, you're like, <sighs> you know, yeah. <laughs> if, if Ventress isn't in this episode, I'm going to skip it. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so what I thought was really cool was um, not only was this the only good um, execution of Boba Fett, it was, it was the only time Tamara Morrison has ever been Boba Fett, yes. wasn't it? Yes. Um, so it's like he's he's been the face of Boba Fett for so long now. Uh, <laughs> it was exciting to see him actually take on the role. It was great to see him come back. Hmm. Um, it was great to see kind of his whole sort of redemption story um and uh and then when they paired him up with the other mandos with the sort of actual mandos yeah (laughs) um it was really cool to see how that interaction worked too and it was i thought it was a beautiful resolution of of uh kind of how filoni and lucas never saw eye to eye about the the Fets and mandalorians Mm -hmm. um it was a nice compromise you know So, so 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 George can have it his way, Boba Fett's not a Mandalorian, but everyone else can have it our way. And mm. uh Django is a Mandalorian and, and it stands to reason Boba was raised kind of with those values. Mm. Um so I am yeah, I am pleased as all heck to see him back. Uh and and to see his ship back, I, I give no shits whatsoever about the ship rename. Yeah. Uh, since it was never used on film anyway. Doesn't matter, yeah. it was never canon as far as I'm concerned. Um I'm, I, it's just awesome to see that back. It's yeah. it's awesome to see his costume juiced up. Yeah. Um it's also awesome to see a real body type wearing his armor. Um Definitely. although I've, I I I made an unfortunate crack about this last time I, I talked mm-hmm. about it and I feel bad um about body types and Boba Fett. But um I I am aware that the man is is uh is trained hard for the role mm-hmm. uh and and the character needs, you know, they're just having the character look a certain way and that's awesome because it's a hell of a lot more relatable than any one of the uh, uh marvel characters you see in film right you know right. um so i'm i'm all jazzed up i'm actually i'm this close to making my own boba fett costume oh, now geez. i've never ever had i mean i've always wanted to do mandalorian armor one of my bucket list items is to is join the mando mercs with a costume they deem acceptable um but i'm actually kind of fired up about a boba fett costume now because it's so cool and uh it's it's unless this series is terrible um it's i think it'd be a great redemption story for the character in general
1: i i'd be surprised if they tank the series i really i i think they there's too many smart people in the room yeah um i don't i don't i think they've been they've learned that creative freedom by the smart people work yeah so I, i'm hoping that also
0: just let Favreau do whatever Favreau does and yeah it, it's going to be
1: great yeah because because if you piss off star wars fans they will let you know <laughs> and oh and so, they're so easy to piss off too yeah. aren't they yeah and and, and favro has been consistently the only one that has not <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so well we, i mean you could
0: also argue that Favreau sort of made the mcu as well yeah. um since he kicked off iron man I'm not giving him credit for all of that, uh, no. but you know, you could, you, I mean, he's an incredibly creative person when it comes to nerdy topics.
1: Yeah. Well, we, well, uh, Favreau um, and Filoni, they, their their track record for pleasing the fandom is better than anyone else. Not, and not, in, not just in a way
0: that's not terrible, like there's fan service that's mm-hmm. just obnoxious. And I'm glad that we're reaching the point, I think, culturally that we're starting to pump the brakes on fan service because Star Wars has to keep creating new things, you yes. know, we still have to keep pushing forward. And it's really cool to see certain spoilers at the end of Mandalorian mm. season two. And I am thrilled about that. I'm thrilled about um, uh, the Ahsoka Tano series, which is completely unrelated. I don't know why that came up in that sentence, um, but uh, I'm a little tired of, of, uh certain words and phrases and wilhelm screams showing up in every um star wars sequence now yeah.
1: well so, i i uh well they do something in visions they do throw in I, I have a bad feeling about this in several of them that are kind of cute uh, yeah
0: i <laughs> when you're going when you're skewing that far off the off the planned track it's okay but well, you know you got to have that it's just too much
1: well i'm still on record for saying that i wasn't happy about luke uh in, 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 in Luke's appearance, and oh yeah, yeah, I, I, I understand it. I, I feel mm-hmm. the storyline. I understand the structure. I understand all of it. But at the core of what I want wanted um, mm-hmm. was continue moving in a new direction. Yes, let's let's let the past be our foundation, and let's move to kill it if you must. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I, I i and i've i've gotten blowback i've gotten oh like, sure um i was on uh a round table with the, some of the rest of the uh commonwealth and they're like mm-hmm. no and i go yeah i just said that <laughs> i go well you're not coming back ever again and i luckily, they've had me back since but uh, <laughs> yeah yeah but no, i it, it, it's just it's this is what because this is why i'm excited about boba fett because i i do want them to move forward i do want boba mm-hmm. fett to have the the story that he deserves from the years of hype that he's had i oh, am yeah. really pleased with how he they, they carried him in mandalorian
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i i do want i don't know how they're going to keep him a hero quote unquote and still have him be true to being boba fett
0: i i'll be disappointed if he's a straight up hero i to do be too. honest i do too. I, I yeah if he ends up turning jabba's palace into some sort of principled noble thing i think they will fail as a series yes uh or fail the character for sure well then again there's been so little about the character in actual canon um yeah. that Very i guess canon. it would be pretty yeah. hard to fa- hard to fail the character but i would like to see a legit anti-hero and I, not I, like a deadpool anti-hero i mean like somebody that's questionable but that you're rooting for anyway
1: i i'm i'm uh i've kind of kept in track with the the arrowverse uh, it's it's mm-hmm. popcorn TV. oh yeah i i I love the brain damage brainless brain damage brainlessness of it brain damage too Um, (laughs) and the brain damage you're picking up from it yes i i'm i'm losing brain cells um but arrow season one where he had his book and had his list um Mm -hmm. that is what i want at least initially for for boba is he's 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 out and about and in the world and now he's you know not about for revenge for for justice yes we'll use the word justice
0: sure sure (laughs) um trying to come find think of a think of a western um expression for it but yeah come I up and um, come up. square the uh never the mind. Ba- the anyway books,
1: square, yeah balance the books yeah
0: balance the books yeah, yeah so that that's uh, I, that i think that also i think it's a really exciting story for a guy who's been a henchman like we talk about him being a bounty hunter and all these other things but when it comes down to it he's been a professional henchman yeah um and somebody with as many years as he has doing doing all the henching uh, it's it's kind of cool. I want to see like how he would run his own criminal empire. Yeah. I want to see crime still involved in it. Um but yeah. Um, and he's got
1: yeah. So she, she yeah. she's you know considered top of the top, best of the yeah, best too. He's, so. he's
0: got his, his nasty enforcer and and uh, give him a give him a new rancor or whatever, or just let him, you know, kill his own um, uh, marks instead yeah. of uh, farming it off to animals like yeah. Jabba's thing was. So, yeah, By so, the way, as a yes. random tangent, okay, we're good at those. Which we so we we have two divisions in our yes. tournaments, right? Yes. We have Rancor and we have Sarlacc division. Yes. which is which? Because if I'm just thinking about the animals, one of them died from a bone in its mouth, and the other one was a carnivorous hole in the ground. Oh. But like the carnivorous hole kind of has a much much higher body count. I'm yeah.
1: thinking. Well, um, Sarlacc is the. Oh, I might be getting this wrong uh sarlacc I throw the wrench in the works yeah sarlacc is the the inexperienced and the rookie um because it's so like the
0: multiple thousand year old year old animal that's that's consumed you yes. know untold numbers of victims you have
1: you have to nuke to kill yeah yeah um, okay <laughs> um and then rancor is i don't like I said this is just tradition I'm, i don't. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: I'm just messing with you. Oh right? I know, but, but yeah like, that's that's my critical feedback to the council. Um is yeah, rethink the brackets because cause the animals make no sense. However, um
1: Oh isn't Rainfall, and if, if we're going is, from is is shicho is, is and Raincar is Nyman, right?
0: Yeah, and uh and what is oh geez, here's where I'm in trouble. Um is it I think which which I'm going to be really embarrassed if it's if it's uh, Mikashi, but I know one of them is the, like the force-defying tree lizard, uh, the Yeslamiri. and that might. I'm thinking <laughs> that must be Makashi. Like, why would I remember that uh, the Makashi? I
1: think it might be Makashi. because I, I. Anyway,
0: were... it's stupid. Like, why is an animal its <laughs> whole thing is living in trees and sucking the force out of them or out of everything, um, representative of, any- of anything? So I guess if yeah. you took the anim- took those two mm-hmm. beasts. And swapped them in terms of power ratings. It doesn't matter because we use animals uh, in ways that make no sense.
1: Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, um, we 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 can still change that, and we'll probably talk <laughs> about that some more. Because we have, we have talked about because we both we've all looked at each other going, is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, but no. Yeah. It's it's Sarlacc for lower division, Rancor for upper division. Got it. I say crate dragon. I think we should just move.
0: Yeah, let's replace Rancor with crate dragon, and that's just kind of not a question. Because if anything, the crate dragon is like the Carnivorous Hole that moves around because it's this huge mouth. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, then we're dealing with a legit kaiju. Um, yeah. So, anyway, um, where were we? were talking about uh we were, the up up, or, or, we're talking about
1: we're up and up uh, about Book of Boba Fett. Um, right. Um, so yeah, we're excited. We're hopeful. the uh, and Favreau haven't let us down yet. Um,
0: and all the directors that were involved in in Mandalorian, if they get that kind of collaborative, um, oh yeah, directing style where it's just a little ch- changes a little bit from episode to episode, uh, yeah. I think it'll be great. Oh yeah, uh,
1: and I, I, my understanding it's it's been done shooting, and they're just in post production right now, so it's like,
0: that's awesome. Um,
1: and then I don't, I have no details on cha- season three, of Mando. I just assume it's spring. Yeah, so, oh, uh,
0: yeah, oh. yeah. From what I've heard, they're looking at February, March. Yeah. um they'll do the run and of, uh, all i've heard about it is is there no more grogu at least mm-hmm. in season three and it's going to look like uh it's the liberation of mandalore i'm
1: hopeful um, that you can tell that story well too
0: yeah i if i had a if i had something that so you mentioned luke being disappointing for you and in, in mandalore the thing that got me was um i i was you know of course sobbing through the luke thing but i totally see where you're coming from mm. um but the thing that kind of left me wanting more was it started off as this really cool uh lone wolf and cub right story and then it sort of and this is this is all the hype rather than the actual storytelling but it sort of became all about grogu rather than all about right. the mandalorian who's headlining the show and i have been wanting to see uh storytelling outside of jedi for so long yeah. like jedi there's a lot of cool material uh, yes. i mean i'm in a club where we do Jedi Sith stuff, but uh, when I w- when I went back when I was like you know getting a little older and rewatching Star Wars, the stuff that always interested me the most was like the the scum and villainy of Star Wars, okay. uh, the, you know the smugglers and the bounty hunters and all that stuff, and that's a really distinct, interesting world too, hmm. uh, and and that spun off into this obsession with Firefly for many years. Definitely. So that kind of thing I think is a really un- untapped um, area, and so. Yeah diving deep into uh mandalorian culture that had a lot of cool depth to it in in the legacy uh, era i was glad to see that and then and then uh jedi stuff started happening in every single episode yeah. uh and i was as, as much as i love to see ahsoka and yeah. as excited as i am about her series um as excited as i was to see luke and to see master luke do something yes. um yes. It, it, it still kind of made the concept of the Mandalorian itself feel hollow. So okay. the fact that it might be actually about Mandalorian stuff next season mm. has got me excited. The fact that the uh, the actress who played the armorer yes. um, is fervently not denying that she's in season three. <laughs> yes. She's not allowed to say she is, but she's but you, not denying, denying she... it. Yeah yeah and uh getting to see like a much deeper dive into this whole death watch situation okay um because it sounds like we're finding out that uh um the mandalorian was you know a child of the watch Mm -hmm. so I would really love to see what happens when she comes out and somebody has some questions for her. Like, yeah. you know, so did you just make up all this cultural stuff? Cause <laughs> I talked to this other one and she was also in the death watch and they never did this never stuff. Did you know?
1: She had her helmet off all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like the, um, oh, what was his name? The guy that had the dark saber forever pre uh, Previsla. Mm-hmm. He ran around. I mean, he would never put his helmet on. So yeah. when did the watch suddenly decide that they were going to start, you know, all thing. of that stuff. Yeah. And I really love that cultural stuff that they have. Oh, so I no, really hope that, that there's some the good some good stuff to it. Um I hope that I hope that he doesn't run around with his helmet off all the time next season. Um, because it's powerful when he does.
1: Uh I don't know. But, the, the actor only, you know, works like one day a week, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there's like
0: four different actors that play yeah. that character. I love it. They have like a guy for for when he's running around shooting they have another guy for when he's he's well, one fighting, one they have another like guy John
1: Wayne's son John Wayne's grandson or something like that oh no kidding yeah it was, it was yeah it was, he's, That's he's,
0: kind of, that gives us some western creds yeah, yeah.
1: um I, but yeah it's like how do you get an acting gig where you're the lead character but technically besides doing the voiceover stuff which you know you do yeah. in pajamas you know and knock it out in a, in a couple weekends um <laughs> <laughs> kidding you, sh- you show up on set you know a tenth of the time where then yeah
0: yeah or i mean you think about it um the actor at least that i associate most with darth vader um you know he never was on set so yeah. you know they had they had poor david prowse and and five other guys um standing in for vader when um somebody else got to, to actually the credit. vader yeah. uh in the credits so and so, that happened so many times with boba fett uh so yeah.
1: no i'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I, I am excited about Mandalore just because because they literally have no way of making it a Jedi story. They, I mean, besides some dark saber stuff.
0: Besides what they've already done uh, yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For I mean, this next I hope, season. I hope so. I really, really hope so. I hope I hope this isn't an excuse to bring Darth Maul back again. Oh jeez. Um, oh, if they're going to bring Darth Maul back again, please do it in a socus show, and oh, just yeah. leave all that stuff out of Mandalore.
1: Yeah. I because yeah. I. Yeah, I I want the next season of Mandalorian, and I'm already on record in this. If you listen to past, I want it to be about the Mandalorian. Yeah. I want it to be exploring the depth of who that character is, and then with the world they've built and the direction they're going, um, discovering what it means to him, him for him to be a Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. and then what does that look like and and really separate that from like we've been saying it's like be fun the world is rich enough it's deep enough it's broad enough oh yeah to be jedi free Mm
0: -hmm. Um, oh for sure i mean and the the whole point is supposed to be that it's that it's virtually jedi free but the jedi keep getting the spotlight every single time yeah um yeah there's a there's a legend story that even got retconned out of legends um before before the disney changeover because of clone wars uh mm-hmm. so when clone wars showed up and broke all the mandalorian stuff that had already been established um messed up mandalore all that stuff um there was a really neat story about how mandalorians were were already you know nomadic and their behaviors were very very much like the mando we see in in the okay. show and uh there's a point when they see the republic is coming apart at the seams like mm-hmm. when they when they got all of the Mandalor, they got i can't remember how many there were there were like 500 or 100 or something that the uh kaminoans recruited okay. to train the clones because uh jango could not do it by himself obviously Makes sense. so they had like different groups all in different squads all trained by uh, different instructors and so that's you start having a divergence of personalities because when you have different role models and different mentors right um you brand you you know diverge into different people and that, that was really interesting but anyway that brought a lot of mandalorians together uh, because they had to live with each other for you know however many years that took and then they were turned loose in the galaxy with this totally bullshit war happening and they saw the writing on the wall long before anyone else did that it was going in a way that was going to get really unpleasant really quickly and so then they just like pooled the resources bought a planet named it mandalore and started over you know Hmm. like because their planet had already been devastated way back in the old 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 republic era uh and so it was a story about how do you rebuild that civilization from nothing um and this that is would, an opportunity to do that say this this,
1: this this would be that would be an awesome story to visit yeah because you know? this mm-hmm.
0: is that's basically what they've done they've they've wiped um the the pacifistic mandalorians completely off the off the map mm-hmm. um and this might be another one of those things where it's it's filoni and, and uh uh george reaching a compromise mm-hmm. you know an idealistic compromise yeah uh or an uh ideological ideological compromise mm-hmm. uh, because i don't know that uh th- th- i think the reason that um the old mandalore story actually did get wiped off the map was because george wasn't very happy with it
1: okay
0: uh that's that's serious. not because of that element but george, mm. it just brought up stuff that he didn't want to talk about like right. it pointed out that jedi are a little eugen- eugenics experiment uh it pointed out a lot of things yeah. that george was not great with so he said you know and so that's kind of why they did what they did but now there's a chance to do it george yeah um they they found a really good way of striking a a, a medium with him. Yeah. So yeah. uh, while well, keeping him involved, which I think is exciting. So yeah, I would love to see that story retold with new characters hmm. uh, or a different story, whatever. Uh, I I would really like to see it focused on Mandalorians and Mandalorian culture, though. Yeah. You know, now that the galaxy's broken. Um, yeah. And there's a republic that never kind of turns into the old republic that we knew of. Um, maybe that leaves room for an entire Mandalorian you know resurgence.
1: That, that's that's what I'm hopeful for. Something to something that really just creates that lets that culture grow, flourish, and become something,
0: um... and then start a war with the the Republic again, yeah, uh, totally. and the, that I have to put them down again. Oh yeah, and so on and so forth, into ad nauseum. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's uh, Star Wars. You can't have uh you can't have the franchise if there's not an active war happening in a the of Some kind. Yeah, doesn't make sense. <laughs>
1: okay so i think that kind of covers the highlights of what's going on i know that there is a lego Hall- star wars Hall- a scary special haven't watched it oh, actually, i actually, be to be honest i tried watching it fell asleep we're going to try watching it again later um but uh, we'll probably cover that closer to halloween because i think uh maybe we'll get marina on next yeah that'd be good she's a big fan of the spooky um i also want to hear her uh uh, heart about her trip to she made it up to this common villain oh Campina yeah and stuff uh,
0: um also as an aside do we have anybody uh in the club that you're aware of uh and if we miss you please let us know in the comments mm. um that is is uh, a big time lego fan um, I know we we have in the past, yeah. Uh, I, but I don't know. I don't know I, right no, now.
1: No, nobody that I've actively had conversations with. Okay, because
0: that would be a really fun uh, voice to have uh, on that oh, podcast definitely. talking about Lego mm-hmm. stuff. Because yeah. I I don't get the Lego Star Wars verse. It's a yeah. I I love uh, the Batman movie, <laughs> but that's <laughs> as much as I know about. Uh, I I, they, I just I just keep bouncing off the Lego games. So I, and I'm not saying anything negative about them i'm just i'm definitely not the right person not target uh, audience yeah (laughs) to to talk about it on the on that episode um
1: yeah no i i played the games with the kids when they were younger because it was one of those farcical kind of Mm -hmm. fun ways to tell the story um i kind of enjoy the movies because they they don't take themselves that seriously and they're just um I'm a, fan, I, I,
0: a fervent devotee of Batman's music in the oh, Lego definitely. movies. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and then I uh, stopped being a Lego kid when I had to pay for them myself.
0: Oh, yeah. my God. They are so expensive. And they always were expensive. Yeah. I didn't know that.
1: You know, I, yeah. I, I Growing up, I'd be happy if I got one of the little mini boxes that had, you know, like 47 oh, yeah. pieces and made a little ship mm-hmm. or a car or whatever. And then, you know, buddy down the street. Um, you know getting you know the the 300 piece whatever ship or you know <laughs> where, yeah where that was you know that'd be my christmas birthday for like two years kind of thing we weren't necessarily uh, nice. uh, fluent uh, mm-hmm. but uh, you know now you've got like death stars and star destroyers oh gosh and... yeah
0: and really really cool builds and i would love to get involved with one but i i yeah i wasn't really a lego kid either they oh. they were really expensive and i when i did whenever i did get you know i got those kind of little sets like yeah. that. And I I maybe would build the thing, but more likely I'd just, just break it all apart, throw it in the box of all my other Legos and then make something random, you know? Yeah, well, um, that's the thing too. I
1: keep trying to explain so. this to, the, to the, 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 the next generation is when we bought Legos originally until they started franchising uh, the different scenes was you bought a generic box of Legos. Mm-hmm. There was no directions on what you were supposed to build. You had you know five hundred pieces and two of them were this size, and fifty of them were that size, and if you're really cool. You got rubber wheels and yeah, you know. mm-hmm. yeah, and you'd make something red. Yeah, uh, you like, made it yourself. You, Your imagination. Yeah, a lot of guns, a lot of cars, a lot of spaceships.
0: Yeah, well, actually, <laughs> the one thing that uh, Lego helped me out a lot in was uh, when I was in, I think, high school. I got really into Warhammer 40k. Okay, Warhammer's <laughs> been around forever. Yes, and uh, I they had it had really cool rules about using vehicles right but the vehicle sets were always super expensive and in a lot of cases they didn't exist like they hadn't made the vehicles yet they just had the rules for them or whatever was out of print or something so that's where my legos came in because it was really easy to just like build up a quick war wagon or a or an apc or something with legos and use it as a stand-in and uh so that was cool. I always enjoyed making completely random, you know, stuff out of my own head or franchise things that I wanted to make that I didn't have a set for. Right. Um,
1: but now, and, yeah, now all you yeah, can and get of so pre-made.
0: Yeah. So when it's suddenly like Star Wars Legos that have like special printing on the bricks themselves, um, then I get confused. Yeah. Um, but anyway.
1: Okay. So yeah, we'll, we'll maybe touch Rant on that. against
0: gluing your Legos together, I guess.
1: Yes. Or spending nine hundred dollars on a Lego set mm-hmm. as, a, as a grown adult that you don't have room anywhere where to put.
0: No, that nine hundred dollars <laughs> could be spent on a lightsaber.
1: <laughs> oh, like three of them. Or actually, yeah. eight, eight of them, even depending on where you go. That's true. That's true. Um, oh, on that note, did you get the, the read the memo that uh, Keysabers, Pilot Keysabers, is now uh, offering um, lifetime warranty on his chassis? No kidding. Yes, Is that so,
0: the electronics also, or just the chassis plastic I, 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 itself?
1: I, don't under, I, have, I haven't done the deep dive on the the, the limitations of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, if something breaks on, you know, within your chassis, send it back. Um, oh, that's cool. And he'll fix it, and uh, you just pay for postage both ways.
0: That's like the Dennis uh, Spartan Sabres yeah. warranty, um, but you, know, you just hand it to him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's cool. But, but- because he's said uh, since he's introduced the the, the several uh, versions of the the chassis, um, the mounts of actual damage returns that were, you know, reasonable damage returns that weren't, you know, somebody, you, you know, just blowing it up or whatever um, has been so minimal that it's, yeah, this is not a going to be a big hit for him to have to go. Yeah, and do I it. mean,
0: it makes great stuff that holds up. And so it's easy to worry your stuff when it doesn't break. Yeah. Um, Oh, random again. Another super tangent on the tournament. Um, That
1: that is going to be the name of the uh, the random random tangent. Yeah.
0: Um, We need a third. We we definitely need a third division now for the irregularities and abominations, um, (laughs) because I really need to bring this into a tournament. Yes. So yes. And um, I believe I believe Kalan does as well. Kalan has uh, his. I, I, I excellent. I, I, I'm I glad he, him with... I didn't, I'm glad they didn't keep him waiting too much longer. Yeah.
1: I fought him with his rapier. Yeah, just for those who were not part of the video. Um yeah, uh Doug just pulled up his rapier version of the of us the, the saber.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot that there's no <laughs> this is a podcast. It's an audio yeah. podcast. So yes, um, there's but... a rapier basket hilted style um saber hilt. Yeah. that was uh, that's, saberforge that's going around. No. Yeah, it's Saberforge. Saber Forge. Uh, they make I think three different ones now. Okay. Um and they're it's all the same idea. It's it I'm tired of my knuckles getting battered up even through my gloves. Um yeah. and and they look cool as hell uh, cuz <laughs> they're gorgeous. They're usually all they're all chromed up and then the light reflects off of every edge and it's just amazing. They're pretty heavy.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that the one thing cool. that we that Colin was saying. And hes he's he's one of our uh better shape in shaped athletes right now and he was complaining on how heavy it was and how his wrist was starting to really feel it um Mm -hmm. and then again i started feeling it because he kept whacking me with it but that's (laughs) because yeah
0: also also they have the saber forged blades um which which uh, carry some heft to them yeah
1: yeah well i i just uh i have to finish gluing them up um i've broken all my saber blades um and i just oh nice oh yeah well the last fight fight I had with Virgil before uh, lockdown, he broke one of my blades. And the first fight I had with Virgil after lockdown, uh, he broke <laughs> one of my blades. And I, it was, it's beautiful. It's, it also shows you his style versus my style that he can find oh, a, cool. weak, a weak point at the end of my tip because and whatnot. So I I don't fault him at all. In mm-hmm. fact, I miss, you yeah, haven't seen him in a while. Hopefully he's still in town and, and yeah. i haven't fought with him. Um, but so what I've done is I ordered some more tips mm-hmm. um, and then I took the broken ones and I chopped off the last inch. <laughs> he inches.
0: just shortened them an inch. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause I, you know, it's just cheaper, faster. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna I was trying to find some tubes online. You can buy them from Amazon for you know 15, 20 bucks and get like two blades out of them. Um I think
0: Eric um, Eric told me that his very favorite blade that I ever made him uh was his I think 33 and a third inch blade. Mm-hmm. Uh there was originally a 36, but then he just bashed the top two inches off of it. Um well I and, think- and I just cut you know, i just cut it off and and reformed it and glued it back together and, and it was like the perfect length balance that he wanted that mm. it was funny well
1: that's so, yeah the, those are great that's what i'm doing and and i'm what i want to do is i'll probably get a th- another 36 inch just mm-hmm. because um but train with the, oh, the, sure, the th- yeah. 34 and then a tr- tournament or, or and whatever the 36 and have that extra a little bit, because
0: be careful though, because that weight balance goes, it gets, gets completely did? thrown off. Okay. Um, yeah, I used to do that with a thirty-six inch blade in training, and then uh-huh. using a forty uh, in tournaments uh-huh. um, when ter- when forties were legal. Yeah, and it ended up being more of a hindrance okay. that I didn't oh, expect because it does mess up the balance. Uh, so yeah, it's train with uh, train how you fight is a is a, a big, a big deal. An important effort yeah, okay. for a reason, I guess. Okay. Uh, you could. Where, if you really want to do your your sandbagging thing, mm-hmm. wear ankle re- ankle weights on your wrists.
1: We have some of those around here. Yeah, but, uh, that's. I'm, I, I've got to just you know be able to. We've been doing some some serious cardio circuit training training and with with John, mm-hmm. and so we do things for like two one minute two minutes at a time, and I usually gas out about thirty seconds. <laughs> so before yeah. I start, start at, before I up the level of difficulty, I should probably hit. <laughs>
0: yeah i i have to admit that i'm actually a little scared of that um i haven't attended any of john's classes yet because yeah i i'm pretty sure i'm gonna gas out right away in any of them so
1: it's 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 re- i mean like i said it's good for us because it is pushing us to the next level but there have been days where i've looked at Miranda's class going yeah i should probably just because where i'm at right now i should probably do it. <laughs> i'm just gonna go back to go that go class back to that. uh because yeah cause i'm still trying to remember what you know uh perry's four was right what that's yeah I don't remember that one yeah four
0: and five I always confuse those two <laughs> yeah let's, let's do that or five and six yeah four so, five and six yeah. So, yeah now that now that the beginner class doesn't run laps anymore um <laughs> sorry Katie you're no longer the boss of us yeah um, um
1: but so no I it's it's I I yeah so yeah I've got to glue those up I've got two of them that I'm I've, I'm working out um and I'll have those right now I'm borrowing a blade from Morena. um uh, but yeah. yeah if you need I think
0: I have some materials if you do need a blade let me know and I can make you one
1: well I, I got the tips and like i said i found on amazon they got the tubes, clear tubes mm-hmm. um you can get the they're literally you are the broken box stuff from amazon you get a six foot piece for like 15 bucks
0: yeah, yeah, that's how I used to get um blades that that was where I sourced the blade material from because you I can't looking- get those you can't get the smoke blades that way, yeah. but you can get the uh the clear yeah and and they're great they're really nice quality
1: and and yeah because i was looking we're just going to call this the tangent random podcast um because yeah. i'm looking at the the, the the vendor here locally that's you know but they, for like, they're selling them in like 10 foot chunks for like 40 bucks 30, 35 bucks or something like that and so i'm like that, well if i get s- if i can get six foot which is half that a little over half of that for a third of the price and mm-hmm. why would i you know and Buy, get it free with, cause prime, I love prime, uh, get free shipping on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yep. Okay. Well, we, we, you and I, because we're buds and, and we are definitely like-minded people, we will find things to talk about till the cows come home. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I, I appreciate that about you. I love that about you. Um, I also wanted to ask you, did you guys, did you make a here in town? Was this weekend? Did I'm you didn't make it.
0: I did not make it. Um, I'm really glad they had it though. Yes, I'm, I'm uh, but yeah, I, had, I couldn't do it this year.
1: I thought about it. I saw it because it's just down the street, um, mm-hmm. and I like I've got a couple of bucks in my pocket that I could probably throw, could have thrown at it. And then I'm like, you know what? Mm, we'll wait a year. Because uh, I, yeah. I, I keep trying. I keep trying to make it to con. Um, and I, this year, I was like, maybe I'll do it because it's kind of in between things. It's you know right around my birthday, and um, like then I s- kind of sat down and thought about it. I'm like, nah, because I'd, I'd want to either take the the middle daughter um, with me or you know because Kip's not much behuvi, and Anna doesn't really care. So it's it's one of those things. It's you don't do a con solo, you <laughs> know. So like, Oh god, no, 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 no. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, so I so I, that's why if, if I had gone down the rabbit hole, I probably would have reached out to you. But cool, well, yeah, yeah,
0: yes, Um definitely. I, I'm just not like mentally prepared for cons this year uh, uh, yet. I think
1: I, I am thinking about going, um, and we're gonna leave this in. I don't care. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the month, the Sci-Fi Coalition is having their fandom fest up up at, up at Escondido. Oh, cool. Um, and I know that we put in to do a panel, but I never, I don't, I don't think we ever heard back from them. Okay. Um, but uh, I I think I might go do that just maybe, hopefully by then I'll, we'll have business cards and whatever, and maybe kind of mm. do some proselytizing up there or whatever. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So they, they, the Sci-Fi Coalition has always been good to us in our our different events and, you know, Steve Kahn and everything. Um, I mm-hmm. th- thought we'd maybe show up and do that. But that's neither here nor there. You're in the San Diego area at the end of October. And you are uh, looking for something to do with, I think, it's the last weekend of the month. It might even just be the Saturday, now that I think about it. Oh, interesting. Uh, um, well, it's hard. To, it's starting a new con with during this yeah, time period. They, yeah, I'm trying to do the whole three days. They were slated to do it last year and obviously pulled it um so if you're in town give them some love um i have no idea of the content information but you know you guys know how to google uh, if you don't then how some do you of find you know us? how to google yeah yeah
0: yeah i will uh, find somebody to google
1: yeah um but with that oh, we've kept our promise to record every two weeks we will uh continue to do-
0: <laughs> you two forced week- another podcast from us uh,
1: yes. we're now three weeks in a row our, our three mm-hmm. three three mm-hmm. podcasts in a row um, we're going to make a habit out of this. And like I said, I'm just pleased that I wasn't doing it solo because I like talking and, and I, I would have been either <laughs> been really short or really long. <laughs> and, but Glad it probably, to keep you in check. And it'd probably be just as random. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. All righty. And with that, I will say I'm producer Andre saying good night. And I am not Robert. Good night. Good night. See you guys. Bye. Until next time. Remember. Always keep your blades up, don't lose your tip, and may the Force be with you. San Diego Sabres Radio Podcast, Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, music, characters, and other Star Wars items are the property of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content is property of San Diego Sabres, copyright 2020. May the Force be with you.